Hello and welcome to episode 174 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today's episode is with Mike Menzinger. Mike was once a longtime employee of Dexcom, but he has gone on his own to develop a smart pen. CMDI users, I got you covered. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making changes to your healthcare plan. Hi, Scott. I'm Mike Mensinger, Chief Technology Officer at Companion Medical. Uh, Great to uh, talk to you again. Yeah, I appreciate you coming back on now with a different company, though. Yeah, the uh, left XCOM about a year and a half ago, and uh, wham, what an amazing journey that was with uh, Dexcom Share and G5, and it was uh, such a privilege to be part of all of that transformation in, in diabetes technology, and happy to do it again in uh, injection therapy now. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So how long were you at Dexcom? Uh, 13 and a half years. So I started in 2003, and my co-founder, Sean Saint, who's the CEO, um, he actually built the first Dexcom short-term sensor in 2004. So we have a lot of uh, early Dexcom heritage here. And so now you and Sean are on a, on a different path, trying something different. Yeah, the, uh, you know, while the, the technology was really amazing and it was really great to be part of everything we did at Dexcom, we were frustrated um, at the lack of technology that was directed towards the injection market. So there's so many great solutions today um, that's available for insulin pump users. Um, it's very exciting to see, but uh, comparatively nothing available today for injection users. It really did feel like, and does feel like, honestly, that people using pumps have access to so much more data and technology. And I don't, I don't know if it's a left behind situation or or where it was headed, but it it really did feel like there was a, a chasm growing between people who wanted to do MDI and people who, who wanted to pump, and the people who were pumping were getting a lot more, but you think you've fixed that, don't you? That's, uh, that's what we hope. Um, so we brought a lot of the benefits of pumps to syringe users, and we can get into that, but you know, things like the dose calculator, automatic dose tracking, um, dose reminders, helping you manage your long-acting insulins. So complete solutions that's right there on your phone and easy to use. Okay. All right, so let's, uh, I guess we'll go back to the beginning. Did Sean start Companion Medical, or did you, or who 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 had the first uh, thought, and who came along? Yeah, we I think we fight over that a little bit, but uh, we had the idea around the same time from two different vantage points. So he was at Tandem running Advanced Technology, mm-hmm. um, and and he says that he was trying to he was frustrated with how to bring the benefit of insulin pumps, this great technology, to really the larger uh, set of users with diabetes. Um, but as you know, it's only about 30 to 40% of folks in type 1 use insulin pumps, and much fewer than that. It's about 7% worldwide when you look at injection therapy for insulin in total. Um, and so he was trying to say, well, why aren't more people buying this product? Um, but then he had an epiphany and said, well, maybe we're asking the wrong question. Um, how do we bring those benefits to the folks that don't want to use an insulin pump or can't afford it? Um, and so that's where he came at the problem. And I came at it from a slightly different avenue inside Dexcom. We were trying to really have the best overall solution and without insulin data, um, which we had with our pump integrations, but without for the larger market, 
um, you know, you're really limited in terms of what you can do as a solution. And so, uh, you know, we were looking into why isn't anybody doing this? And that's how we both came to the idea around the same time. Nice. And then he, he was able to actually leave Tandem and uh, start the company. But I stayed at Dexcom for another three years. <laughs> Build up your war chest so you can get going, right? <laughs> well, I, again, there's so many exciting things happening. G5 and Share and, you know, these really great advancements within diabetes that was, you know, I wanted to be part of those. And yeah. that was very fortunate to be able to do that. Why Sean started the company. No, I, it, it, yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be overlooked. What you were doing there was... And, you know, and what they continue to do at Dexcom is amazing. Uh, but I think you might have, I think you might have the answer here for people who aren't using pumps. And, and that's why I was excited that you guys could come on and talk about this. So I get a lot of correspondence from people who say, you know, I listen to the podcast and I want to do these things, but I, I don't have a pump. And, you know, we've, had people who listen know we've had many different people come on and we talk about MDI all the time. And what we came up with was besides not having the ability to manipulate your 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 slow acting insulin when you're when you're an inject when you're doing injections. Besides that, if you're willing to inject, you can make as many adjustments to your blood sugar as people can who are pumping. You you don't have, you know, you can't Obviously, your Levermere, your Lantus, or whatever your slow acting is, you, that you're not in control of. But everything else, if you had the data, you could you could control. And now you're you have a way to show people everything that's sort of going on in their body with their insulin. And and so I want to start talking about it. So I'm I'm excited here. Um, Great. Yeah. Yeah. So you start. You, so you have a product called InPen. Is that 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 that's what yeah. we call it? It's InPen. Okay. Yep, that's the product name. Yep, and uh, it's iOS available since December on iOS, and we just got Android approval uh, actually last Friday. That's amazing! Congratulations! You. And you are FDA approved. Yes, we got FDA clearance um, actually about a year and a half ago. So what we're looking at here, in in its simplest idea, is it's a insulin pen, but it's a smart pen, and mm -hmm. it, it's speaking to an app um, that people use on their Android or their iPhone or their iPhone. And what is that app giving me? What kind of information comes from that? Sure. So just like an insulin pump, you have a complete history of all of the injections. You know, when you took insulin and how much. Uh, we calculate your insulin on board for you. So you can know how much is still in your body that's going to continue to lower your blood sugar over the next five hours or so. And that needs to be factored in, as you know, for, uh, for future injections. Um, we have a dose calculator, just like an insulin pump. Um, and you can input your current blood sugar and your carbohydrates and subtracts out your insulin on board. Um, we also have dose reminders. So if you forget to take, say, your breakfast dose, it'll uh, at 9 o'clock or whenever you configure it for, it'll, it'll remind you and say, hey, maybe you missed breakfast, but maybe you forgot your dose. Um, figure that out. It has uh, solutions to help you manage your long-acting insulin. And remember to take that. Um, let's see here. The pen itself. Um, a couple of unexplained reasons for hyperglycemia are um, sometimes if you leave your pen in your trunk of your car in the summer or uh, in the wintertime and it goes gets too hot or too cold, your insulin reduces effectiveness. So the pen has automatic temperature tracking and will let you know if you should consider replacing your insulin. Um, and similarly for age, if your insulin gets too old, it's been in there too long, um, it'll let you know it's been uh, been longer than 28 days. Consider replacing that. Wow. Okay. So let's... 
pick through that a little bit because that was a lot. And, and yeah. I'm going to start at the end. I'll start at where you finished and go backwards. So, so the pen knows, I guess, when I put in a new cartridge, and okay. then it starts kind of a countdown for how long it's been in there? Yes, exactly. So when you load a cartridge into the pen, you do this every three days or whatever, um, how long a cartridge lasts you. It automatically knows that you've put a new cartridge in, and it starts that timer for you. And then 28 days later, if you haven't put a new cartridge in, you'll get a reminder on your home screen in the app saying, hey, your insulin is a little bit old, consider replacing it. Okay, now that seems obvious, but how does it know what the temperature is? So we have uh, temperature trackers on the pen itself. Um, so if you leave it in the car, it knows how it's seen, and it's sampling the temperature uh, you know, periodically on the pen. And it'll let you know it's, it's seen this maximum temperature for this length, so you can make a decision yourself whether you want to continue to use the insulin or or replace it at that time. Like that's impressive because I'm I have the pen here. I have a demo of it and it's not any larger than any other insulin pen I've ever seen. Actually, it looks a little it's it's a little smaller, I think if if I'm right than some of the other ones that I've held. Um so you've how did you get All right, listen. I, I guess you can't tell me how you got that in there, but that's pretty cool. Um <laughs> seriously. Who's yeah, the, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. That that is really it, it's simple. When you stop and think about it, sure it should tell me that, but I'm assuming that the, you know, that the work that goes into figuring out how to get that in there and and get you good information is probably, um, probably pretty intense. So on the app, if I want to say, look, I, you know, on the days I forget my my meal time insulin, I usually remember around nine o'clock that I've forgotten. So I can just set up something. Does it does it just pop up and say, have you taken your insulin, or does it alarm, or can it do either? Yeah, you get a notification, um, just like a Dexcom, high alert or low alert. Yeah, um, it's it's not going to make the kind of uh, loud sounds that a Dexcom alarm would, mm-hmm. but it's more of a friendly reminder that um, if you if it's seen your breakfast dose, you're not going to see that. Um, it won't be any extra steps for you. But if it hasn't seen a dose in that configured time range, it'll it'll let you know. Oh, so that's actually even more impressive than what I was thinking. So, in that time range that you tell it this is when I eat normally. If it hasn't seen you give insulin, it tells you. It's, exactly. I, oh, yeah. So I'm not just setting a timer that says, hey, randomly at 10 a.m., remind me, have I taken my insulin today? Yeah. Wow. So one of our overall design philosophies, and you'll kind of see this throughout the product, is diabetes is very hard, as we know. We don't want to make diabetes extra work. Yeah. So let's keep it simple. Let's keep it intuitive. And if you don't have to notify you or, or make you spend more time on it, get back to life and live it. And that's, uh, that's how we designed the Mistos reminders. That's really something. And Sean has type 1. Is that correct? Yes. Um, he was actually diagnosed when he was a tandem, believe it or not. Um, so he uh, was able to get a CGM um, from Dexcom the same day of his diagnosis. And he's never uh, lived a day of diabetes without, without CGM. CGM. Wow. So he was working in the diabetes space but did not have type 1 and then developed it while he was there. Yeah, and pretty late in life, so it's very unusual. That really is crazy. I'll have to talk to him someday. Okay, so what else was I just looking at? So you have integration. This is one of the things I, I want to make sure I understand correctly. Integration between my CGM or my my Bluetooth meter data. Um, so I can see my Dexcom information and my information from my impen in your app? Yes. And that's so, done through how? So uh, that's done through Apple Health and iOS. Um, So Dexcom writes all of the data. It does have a three-hour delay on it, but it writes it all to Apple Health. And as long as the user gives permission for our app to read that data, it's automatically flowing from the Dexcom system into our system. 
So if you look on our logbook, you'll be able to see not just CGM data, but you can see CGM with your insulin and your carbohydrate intake, and you can see the cause and effect of how they affect each other. Um, you can go back 90 days in our logbook of your CGM with insulin and carbohydrates. And really be able to see, to, to really be able to tell, look, I put the insulin in here, I started eating here, and then, you know, now I'm moving away from what I did with the, with the pen, and now I'm seeing on my Dexcom graph, here's where my blood sugar went to, and that's when you can start making decisions about maybe my pre-bolus could have been, you know, it's funny, there's no, there's no word for pre-bolusing with MDI, but we'll have to make one up sometime, but um, <laughs> pre-injecting is sounds a little clunky, but so your pre-bolus, you know, maybe I need a little longer. Maybe I could have used more insulin. Like there's ways to make those fine tune adjustments that the people who listen to this podcast are, are familiar with um, because you can see these data points held up against each other. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's excellent. So on the, uh, we also have a report insights by InPen, which is right. It's kind of like the Dexcom clarity, but it has, uh, you, know, you get to see your insulin um, and your carbohydrates with your CGM data. Mm -hmm. if you're a Dexcom user. Um, and you can see the timing of your insulin. You can see how insulin is stacking on top of each other because we graph it as your insulin on board. So you see the insulin and how it's acting and actually affecting glucose over time, um, which is a really great tool for your doctor. But also, um, if you have a child, you can look at cause and effects and use teachable moments to help them understand the effects of insulin on blood sugar. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. But yet there's more, Mike. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Companion Medical, makers of the InPen. InPen is the only FDA cleared smart pen paired with an integrated diabetes management app. The smarts of a pump in a pen. You get it, right? In a pen, in pen. The smarts of a pump in a pen. I mean, it's not complicated wordplay. I'm assuming you're getting it. You can find out more at companionmedical.com or the links in your show notes or at juiceboxpodcast.com. Or if you don't want to be, you know, all held up with that old-timey internet stuff, you just go into the app store, download the Impen app, check it out, and then just push the button and be like, hey, button, I want to get this pen. Listen, I understand that you don't think you talk to the button. It was, I don't know. I don't know why I said that. Push the button really you go in the app and you push the button and you, it <laughs> we're off the rails here people you just go into the app you push the button and the process begins it's very simple mike's going to explain later how the insurance process works but it seems like they've got all their bases covered he said that some people get their answer back in just a day and depending on your insurance you might be really surprised at how low the cost out of pocket is but we're getting ahead of ourselves. You need to find out more about the InPen before you make your decision. I get that. Mike and I are going to go over everything it does in this next 30 or 40 minutes and how you can get it if it's something you're interested in. But let me just say, there's a lot more coming. There's integration with CGM and meter data, and it can remind you that you didn't take an injection. Now, wait till you find out how it does that. This pen is smart. Oh, I get it now. That's why they say, hold on, I got it written down here. The smarts of a pump in a pen. It all makes sense. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I haven't done injections in such a long time that as you were talking, I just thought, okay, so now insulin on board is in sort of one graph, but so is my bolus, and I can see how they kind of overlap. So instead of having to imagine, I know there's insulin on board, but how much I can, I can see that visually, um, which I find, I find really amazing. Now, but let me ask you this question. Have you done it in a way that's not, 
I look at it and go, oh, there's so much here I can't understand at all. Like, is it simple? Is it intuitive when I look at it? Well, you tell me. Uh, we sent you an example report. So does that make sense to you? Well, Mike, I, I was opening you up to say nice things about your pen. But uh, <laughs> but no, it does. It, it's very um, – it's easy on your eye, I guess, is a way to, to, to say it. I don't look at the information that I'm seeing – and feel like I don't know where to start looking or it doesn't make any sense to me. It's done in a really kind of simple and, and you know, pleasing way in a way that I, I can, I feel like I'm in, I feel like I'm in a space that I understand when I'm looking at it. So, mm-hmm. so I think you've done a really good job and you were very kind um, not to take the bait and just say something nice about the pen. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Fine. That's fine, Mike. Uh, let's see what some of this other stuff is because I don't, I don't know that I understand. Um, we have some like thoughts here and you and I have notes that I'm looking at, but like how much insulin do I need for a meal? It's going to tell me that based on what my carb count is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I'll steal your phrase. It's about taking the right amount of insulin at the right time. So your bolus calculator, just like an insulin pump will take your current blood sugar level. It'll calculate your correction of uh, say I'm at 200. How much insulin do I need to get back to my target of 100? Um, and then it'll take how many carbs you're about to eat and figure out how many carbohydrates, uh, how much insulin do I need to cover those carbohydrates, and then subtract any insulin you still have in your body from prior injections with your insulin on board. And uh, it's very similar to what pumps do. Um, Not much of a difference. The only difference that we do have, and this is similar to, I think, the Cosmo pump. So if you uh, actually, if you go to calculate a correction, and let's say you have a lot of insulin on board, um, if the correct action for the user is to eat carbohydrates, because that IOB will bring you below target, it'll recommend the right amount of carbohydrates to eat to get you back to target. Huh. Oh, that's fantastic. So w- when we talk on the podcast about um, bumping and nudging insulin, we also talk about bumping and nudging food. And mm-hmm. and the bigger problem that, that people come into is they run into that, you know, that old adage, like 15 carbs, 15 minutes. If you think you're low or you're low, eat 15 carbs, wait 15 minutes, test again, that kind of an idea. Those 15 carbs can often be much too much, which sets you off on the roller coaster for the day. Uh, and so this is going to tell me, no, you don't need 15 carbs. You should try more like this. Exactly. Yeah. So based on your current blood sugar level and your IOB, it'll figure out how much to overcome the IOB and your blood sugar to get back to target. So in certain circumstances, let's say you're very low, you're 50, um, and you have IOB, you may need more than 15 grams of carbs to return to target. Right. Um, so there's less guessing here. It'll it'll give you a more precise answer of how much to eat. And it gives you an opportunity to correct without overcorrecting, which is, yes, which exactly. is such a huge thing because then your whole day becomes about chasing those lines around. Um, let me ask a question. So we'll jump around a little bit here. What kind of insulin can I use in the pen? Um, so we take cartridges from Novolog or Humalog, um, and you get a separate prescription from those. Um, and instead of getting it in vials, like you normally would, you'd get those cartridges. You get cartridges. So there's nothing for me to fill or anything like that. I pop it out, I put it in the pen and I'm on my way. Exactly. No filling. You just load it in there and begin using it and then change it out. So now you and I spoke recently about this and, and, you were talking about, then there's just one aspect that I don't follow completely because I haven't been pumping in a while, but when people use a pen, the pen gets primed. Um, and, and so I decide I want to use, I don't know, six units and I dial it up, but then the pen expresses some of the insulin to remove air from, from the system. And then I don't Mm -hmm. quite get my six units. Is that what happens with most pens? 
Yeah, so you're, you're supposed to change your needle for every injection. We know a lot of users don't do that, but even if you don't do that, there may be an air bubble or um, some dead space in the needle that needs to be filled up before it actually gives you insulin. Okay. Um, and the action of priming is just to fill the needle out till you get a drop of insulin out the bottom. This is something uh, many injection users know how to do, but um, when it comes to smart therapies like a, like a smart pen, um, we haven't seen the challenges with that on the system. So, for instance, if you inject, um, if you uh, expunge two units of insulin to fill the needle, and then you give yourself a small correction like one unit, most systems, if they can't tell the difference between those two of what you injected and what was actually just filling the needle and priming, um, would think you've injected three units. And now, as you know, that would mean your IOB is three units when it should be one, and your dose calculator is going to give you the wrong answer. Wow. So priming and differentiating what was a therapy dose and what was a prime dose is something that we do automatically for you. And it's a very important feature to have accuracy of your data so that your tools, like your dose calculator, can be counted on. So, Mike, did you guys just sit down at some point and say to yourself, what is wrong with how people inject and let's hear all the complaints and all the things that, that Sean's experienced and everybody else and just like reverse engineer them. Was that how the process began for you guys? Um, a lot of it's evolutionary. Um, some of the problems you kind of learn as you're putting the pieces together and then you begin trying the system out and you discover the problems with it and then you have to go solve those. Um, you know, as one example, the, we did a beta use last summer, about a year ago. Um, and some of our users came from pump therapy um, and they said, um, you know, I'm, I love the product, but I'm always forgetting to take my long-acting insulin because with a pump, I have an automatic basal rate. I don't have to worry about it. There's no meal event to go along with it. So, you know, they're going to bed and either forgetting it completely or like waking up again and going, remembering to inject. Like, I really need a reminder for this thing. So we're like, great. Um, this is a, a common problem. Let's go add the reminder. So now you can just pre-configure your long-acting amount. You get a notification. And you don't even have to unlock the phone. You can just say, yeah, log my 18 units of Lantis right on the home screen um, of your phone without unlocking it. Oh, so it's very simple, very effective. And we're trying to, as we uncover those solutions, we're trying to create very graceful uh, solutions to those problems. And I appreciate that because it's, I mean, there's no shortage of different apps around diabetes. And a lot of them come to me, people are like, hey, look at this app. You know, and I look at it and I go, oh, it's just there's so many steps or just... I, I think that people miss what you and I were just talking, what we were speaking about at the very beginning, which is if these things aren't uh, intuitive, which is an overused word, but simple, like, like really mm -hmm. just don't take much of your time or your effort or your computing cycles. You know, if, if it doesn't do that, then what I'm getting isn't worth what I'm putting in. And yeah. yeah, and that is a huge problem because there are a lot of great ideas that are just implemented, not quite right. Um, and it really feels like you guys thought this through in a way that eliminates that feeling of, gosh, I'm spending too much time in this app doing these things. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it just, it's very, it's just very impressive because I, like I said, I've, I've seen it over and over again. There are plenty of apps where I look at them and I go, yeah, I can't get behind this. So it's like, I, what am I going to tell people? You know, they need to spend an hour a day in this app in order to get their A1C down. Like no one's going to do that. You, mm -hmm. you know, um, so really well. And you have a small, you guys have a small group over there. You don't, how many employees are you at this point? Uh, we're about the size of Dexcom was when I joined in 2003. So we have about 30 people now. Nice. Um, so definitely growing, but that includes our manufacturing, um, in-house personnel and, uh, our sales team. 
So that's really something. Yeah. Pretty, pretty small company. Yeah. So, okay. But you guys have all the, you have all the bases covered. It's a uh, small in size, but, but big in, in theory and, and grandeur, honestly. Um, how do I, how do I make the decision, right? Like I tell people all the time, if you want to try an, an insulin pump and you want to try the Omnipod, here's the steps to go try it. But again, Omnipod has made it simple for people to go try it. Have you made it simple for people to try the pen? Yeah. Good, good, quick story. Um, so when we're at Dexcom and, and other products like insulin pumps, it can be very difficult. Sometimes you have to call them, get their insurance. Their insurance won't approve you right away. You have to get a prior auth and get your doctor to kind of build evidence to get coverage of the product. Um, we wanted to make this very simple and kind of a modern, uh, almost in-app purchase type experience. So what we did is we tried to get rid of all the hardships uh, for users, like obtaining a prescription and running uh, your insurance and figuring that out. Um, and one of the benefits we have is we're not a you know five $6,000 device like some insulin pumps. This is a very cost-effective therapy. So uh, we're we're able to do this a little bit easier than insulin pumps can sometimes. But we built a flow in the app where um, you can go to the website or you can download the app and there's a get in pen flow. All you do is you fill in your contact information, you take a picture of your insurance card and hit send. And then what happens on the back end is uh, we will run your insurance for you, figure out how much your copay is, Um, we'll obtain your prescription from your doctor, and then you get a call back saying, hey, the in pen is, you know, your copay is $20. Would you like to move forward? If yes, take the payment over the phone and, and ship the pen right to you. So it's very simple. And a lot of times that happens same day. So very, very simple. That's crazy. How, um, what's the life of the pen like? Because it's doing things, right? It must have a power source. How long do I get to use the pen? So it's a one-year pen. Uh, there's no recharging needed. So it has a, a battery that supports the full year in it. Um, and then you just get another prescription a year later for the next pen. Okay. Oh, well, that's simple. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about this for a second. So I go into the app and before, listen, let's ask like this question before people commit to getting the pen, they can still look around the app and decide what they, what they see there. Is that correct? Absolutely. You can go download the app today, play with most of the features. The only features that you can't get access to obviously is uh, communication with the pen. Um, the, Insulin settings in your dose calculator and IOB are prescription features that FDA wanted us to um, verify the data prescription for. And how we do that, rather than um, unlock codes that some meters have had with bolus calculators, um, you're pairing your in-pen to your phone is your prescription. So um, just the act of pairing unlocks those features for you automatically. There's no complex codes or anything to deal with there. Okay. Um, so you can do everything but that. You can log insulin manually. You can use a long-acting reminder. You can do your missed dose reminders. Um, a lot of the benefits and features, you get the CGM integration, the BGM integration. Um, all that comes for free. So go try it out. Okay. So we check out. I check out the app. I decided I want to take the next step. I just I hit that the button in there that says, you know, let's keep going. And, and then you guys take care of it on the other end. I, mm-hmm. um, that's really something. Okay. So now, so let's talk directly to the people here. So I always feel like I'm not doing enough for the MDI listeners and, and I get a lot of notes or like, and I always feel like I'm not doing quite enough because the, you know, because the podcast is from my perspective, it's what works for us, what I can, what I can step up and say, um, you know, is, is something tried and true for me. So I want to tell people the reason Mike came on, if you have been listening for a really long time, Mike's been on the podcast already back when he worked at Dexcom 
and has an incredible track record of helping people with type one diabetes, um, get their insulin, understand how it's working. You know, it's a, it seems to be Mike, for me, it seems that you are, you're in for, you're in for more than a pound with diabetes. So I was, I was, <laughs> I was wondering how, how did it start for you? Like, how did you get to Dexcom initially and how did you get into this world? Yeah, it was a, a little bit of a coincidence. Um, I was just kind of very fortunate that it worked out this way, but I graduated college um, on the East Coast and just wanted to move to California. So I got a job in Silicon Valley area. I worked in um, some really cool industrial automation technology. But then the dot-com bubble happened, um, dating myself a little bit here. Um, and the whole market crashed. That industry was doing very poorly. And I wanted to you know, move to an industry that was flourishing a little bit more. And uh, I got uh, all of my friends that left for startups at the time were now looking for jobs because they uh, all these startups dried up, but it was a different industry. And so this little company called Dexcom called me um, that was a startup, and I didn't really want to join a startup at the time because you know I thought those were too risky. But they said, no, 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 it's medical, it's different, um, and it was down in San Diego. So uh, I agreed to come down and uh, interview, and I met the most amazing collection of people down there. Um, and if you can judge a, a company's future success by the, the, the people they have, you know, it was a really good bet. So I, I took the risk um, and joined an amazing collection of people. And it's just been, you know, obviously, the story of Dexcom has been absolutely amazing. Um, and they have a lot of those people there still today from those days. So, yeah, I, I kind of lucked into it, to be honest. Can I ask, have you had the experience that you hear a lot of people talk about with, and I'm, I'm asking you a question you didn't know I was going to ask you, but I, I think that when you meet people who live with diabetes and you hear their stories, it has an impact that is difficult to, you can't falsify it. Do, do you know what I mean? Like the, the impact that you mm -hmm. get from that is, did you have a lot of contact with, with users at Dexcom and, and, and do you now within Penn, do you talk to the people who are using the products? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of my absolute favorite things to do is to go to the shows, to uh, talk to folks on the phone who are using the product and, you know, we're, you and I are both extremely lucky to be able to work in an area where it, there's such a huge need and you're really impacting people's lives in a major way day to day. And you're doing it through your podcast. We do it through technology. Um, so, you know, everybody that works here it just loves coming to work every day and know that they make a big impact in the world. And how many people can say that in their daily lives? There's a lot of great jobs out there, but, um, you know, we all feel like we're just in the luckiest of positions to be able to do this. I, I completely agree. I, I think there's nothing better than seeing someone start at one level, get to another, or be struggling and then not struggling, or to even help somebody. You know, this this episode's going to go up this week, and it'll go up with another one, right? So this is episode 174. There'll be episode 175. And that episode is with a person who is just, they're afraid of their insulin. They're doing their best, mm. but they, they just can't kind of conquer that fear. And mm. You know, I've interviewed that person now. We've gone back. I keep in touch with Brittany and we're trying to, you know, I'm trying to help her work through it. And it's, you know, it, it's just finding friend. It's just finding someone else out there who understands and seeing the value in that. And, and you know, I, and this is, might be a leap and I hope it's not. But like I said in the very beginning when I started talking, I always feel like we're not quite doing enough for the people who inject and I, mm -hmm. I have a lot of hope and a lot of excitement around Impen and, and what you guys are trying to do. Um, I really feel like there's an opportunity to take those people and kind of like in one fell swoop, just yank them up into the same kind of tech world that everybody else gets to live in with their pumps. 
Yeah, thank you. That's exactly why we're here. And and there's some other great technology coming now. Um, the world, I think, is catching up to uh, to be able to give solutions to uh, the users who don't want to pump. Um, and it's great to see because it's a, a really big need. Well, let's talk for a second about what people are going to find when they decide they want to they want to try the impen. Are are most of them going to get a good response back from their insurance companies? What have you been seeing? Okay, we're more than halfway through our conversation with Mike talking about InPen today. You must be, at this point, starting to get the vibe that this is something you're interested in finding out more about. I have made it completely simple for you to do that. There are links in the show notes of your podcast app. There are links at juiceboxpodcast.com for this episode. There are links... There are links, there are links, there are links you may click, clicky, click on, and the next thing you know, everything is clear. You can do it. It's not hard. It's not hard to do better for yourself. If you're using MDI now, this is an opportunity for you to get almost all of the technological, what is the word I want? Benefit. That's a good word. Almost all of the technological benefits that pumping brings you. You know what? Sure, you can't manipulate your temp basils, but that's, you know, that's the world you live in with MDI. It's not the worst thing in the world. Can you imagine having all of this other information to make these great decisions with? You listen to this podcast all the time and you hear about the return of data and how we can turn that data into better decisions, better outcomes, less spikes, less lows. This is what you want. If you're using MDI, InPen is worth a look. Companionmedical.com, links in your show notes, links at juiceboxpodcast.com, or just go to the app store right now, download the app, check it out, and then right through the app, you can apply to get the pen. It's super simple. The InPen app is currently available for iOS. That's your Apple products. If you're listening in the summer of 2018, it has just been cleared by the FDA for Android phones. So give Companion Medical, you know, a little bit of time to get it into the Android store for you. Are most of them going to get a good response back from their insurance companies? What have you been seeing? Yeah, so right now, and, you know, the normal process of a new category of product introducing into the market is you have to go to every uh, company one by one, you go to the Blue Crosses and the, the Kaisers and the Etnos of the world and tell them about the product and convince them of the benefits. But we've been very fortunate, uh, largely uh, due to our low price point. So compared to other insulin therapies, this is very affordable. Um, so we've had very good coverage right out of the gate. Um, so a lot of, uh, I would say about 70% of our users are getting covered at some level. Um, it's pharmacy benefit. So unlike uh, insulin pumps, which are um, kind of a different channel, um, usually it's whatever your copay is based on your, your individual uh, medical benefit or your pharmacy benefit design. Okay. So it may be $20, it may be $50, it may be $0. That totally depends on your plan. But we're seeing, um, you know, we had uh, someone the other day that filled out the Get In Pen Flow at the diabetes conference in Orlando. They had a callback same day and their copay was $5. Oh. So it's, we've had some really, really good experiences with getting getting folks covered, and we're working with the insurance companies to get that better every day. Do you have a me- if, if somebody should find that they're not covered at all, do you have a mechanism for a, an out-of-pocket cost? Yeah, absolutely. So um, if 
if you get that, um, we will work with you. We have some programs in place to make that affordable. We don't want anybody who wants this product not to be able to get it. So uh, just give us a call um, directly at Companion and we'll work through that with you. Okay. So I'll put links in the show notes to all this so people can find it. And there'll be uh, links back at juiceboxpodcast.com. And I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you guys everything, how to get the Companion Medical, how to find the apps, all that kind of stuff. Um, so when I have, uh, now I've done this, right? I've got the pen, it's tracking my data. I'm hooked up with my Dexcom data or I'm not through, you know, through my health kit. What am I going to, how do I go about taking that to my healthcare provider when it's time for my endo appointment? What do I have to bring with me or do? Yeah. The, the, yeah, the MDI, uh, users have traditionally had these log books. If you're lucky enough to have a CGM, you can bring your CGM report. Um, but you haven't had any source of integrated data. So we just released prior to ADA at the beginning of June um, our Insights by InPen report, which is kind of our version of Clarity or you know any of the other reports out there. But we did, as we mentioned, uh, integrate insulin, insulin on board. So you can see the effect of every day and every decision that you made. Um, and that we made it very easy to share. So um, given the mobile technology, it's not a separate app. It's right there as a tab on your main app. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you want to share it with your healthcare provider, you can email it, you can message it, you can fax it directly in the app to your doctor. So it's extremely easy to print, share directly from your phone. Okay. And then the other one, which is something that happens to me a lot in the, uh, in the office, is I just hand my phone to the doctor. <laughs> or you can print ahead of time and yeah, exactly. yeah. just here just swipe through this and look real quick um yeah but no that that's listen one of the main things you hear people um kind of wring their hands over as their endo appointments come is i haven't put this information together i you know i have to write out logs you know and and i have to find everything and then i think they just end up not doing it and mm-hmm. and then it's a shame because it's an opportunity missed you're going into the endocrinologist now's your time to ask your questions and wouldn't it be great if you could lay the information out in a simple way that the endo could follow that you could point and say, here, look, I did this here and this happened. And what do you think? You know, should I try mm-hmm. something different? And so you guys have made that easy, too. Yeah. I mean, who has time for manual logbooks? Just no one does this. If, you know, most of them are filled out the day before if you do have a logbook. But, uh, you know, your doctor is only as good as the data they have. So if you have some if you have a CGM alone report, which is fantastic. I um, mean, you have some hyperglycemia, you know, what's the cause of that? Did you forget to take your insulin? Did you underestimate the carbs in that meal? Um, are your uh, bolus calculator parameters wrong and need to be adjusted? Um, there's many, many causes there. Or maybe your temperature of insulin was, uh, it went out of range and your insulin's less effective. So uh, the more tools and getting to the root cause of those problems that a report can help your provider with, you know, the more actionable and um, data they can use to make better therapy adjustments with you. Yeah, for sure. The, the idea that, you know, I talk a lot about people, people, sometimes they have a, you know, some sort of anomaly with their blood sugar, right? And instead of doing something about it, they spend a lot of time wondering what happened. And I try to kind of coach them through the idea of like, in the moment, it's not important what happened, just take care of it, think about it later. But what you're able to do with just little things like, you know, seeing on a graph when the insulin went in or knowing that the insulin got too warm or too cold is you're removing when those anomalies happen, you're at you, what your, your app's doing is it's removing possibilities like it. Well, it wasn't this, like I know the insulin didn't get out of temperature, so I can eliminate that. And when you can eliminate things from that thought process, from that, it, it, it becomes 
more streamlined and you can get to your answer a little quicker too. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And I like the idea of not having people in a situation where they have to unnecessarily wonder about things because I think it adds anxiety because you can't really know about some stuff, mm-hmm. right? You just sit there and kind of just churn over and go, well, maybe it was this, maybe I didn't do that. And the more of those things that can be removed from your thought process, I think, I think the better. Yep. Yeah, totally that's, agree. That's excellent. Okay. Um, okay. So I've, I've, I've gone to my doctor, I've, you know, they've made some great adjustments for me and I come home and I try stuff and I come back, I look at my data again and I see, I did this, and we always talk about that, um, you know, kind of this, um, I don't know what to, what to call it even, but it's a process, right? I did this, I expected this to happen, instead that happened, so next time, mm-hmm. next time I'll try sooner, more, a combination of sooner and more, longer, whatever. It, it's, it's right there for everybody. So everybody who's been listening, who uses MDI, and is always wondering, like, how do I get what you know, what I'm hearing these other people talk about. And this, this is an incredible leap for you. Um, you know, Mike, we talk about it here because it's, you know, I think it needs to be spoken about so that people understand what we're talking about. But at this point now, with a pump and a Dexcom, my daughter's A1C has been between 5.6 and 6.2 for over four years. Amazing. It's, it's spectacular. But it's because of, it's because of technology, right? I can't, trust me, I know who I was before pumping. I know who I was before Dexcom. I know who I was before getting that information that I needed to make better decisions. And I think that when I hear people with MDI talking, what they're saying is I can only get so much done with injections because I lack the rest of these things. And it sounds to me like for, but somewhere between five and $50, uh, I get a pen that works for a year and gives me everything that I need. Um, Does that sound about like what you guys are shooting for? That's exactly what we're trying. And then, uh, you know, we've, we don't think we're done. We have a lot of, uh, there's still a lot of low hanging fruit that, uh, we'd love to hit, um, everything from titration, you know, can the system help you determine, uh, you know, if you're only going back into your healthcare provider, um, making big adjustments every three months, you know, can we help your healthcare provider do that at a faster interval to get you into the right range and personalize your bolus calculator settings? Um, you know, Android's coming out. We're looking at Europe and other markets that should be coming out later uh, this year or maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Um, solutions for exercise, because as you know, exercise is a big challenge with diabetes. So um, the one great thing about Android and iOS devices is they track your steps and fitness things. So can we look at the history of you walked a lot today or you exercised a lot and therefore, uh, you know, that's why your blood sugar went lower and you're more sensitive to insulin. So just taking all these variables that affect your blood sugar and demystifying those and making those understandable for you and actionable. Okay. Yeah. So really getting people to a better outcome with less effort on their part and it not costing as much is, that's an amazing goal. Let me ask you about a couple of things that you just talked about there. So, um, the, alg- the, alg- the idea of an algorithm, algorithm is a word everybody's hearing now because there's so many, you know, closed loop systems that are being developed by insulin pump companies. Mm-hmm. And so you have, it's no different for you, right? You have, there's something living in that app that sees the information coming in and makes better decisions. And, and how will I, and that's something you're thinking about for the future, but how will that look? Do you imagine, is it in the form of feedback or, you know, suggestions? And can the app make suggestions about my insulin or is that a gray area? 
Yeah, there's there's multiple different ways to do this, and there's a lot of research groups already working on it. So um, one way this could look is, um, uh, for example, users on fixed dose therapy, um, which we uh, are looking to have solutions for them too, and then increase their diabetes awareness and move up to more sophisticated uh, bolus calculators. Um, the normal process the doctor takes is they put you on uh, therapy, they guess at your settings, and then they're going to titrate up a little bit until you get close to your goal. Um, and then if you have any hypoglycemia, they're going to back off. Pretty simple algorithms that the doctors use um, in order to make these adjustments. Same thing for bolus calculator users, they're just adjusting your, your correction factor and your carb factor. Um, so it's just incremental little steps and looking at the outcome of those changes and making sure you're, you're getting a lower average glucose without a lot of hypoglycemia. Um, so these algorithms are pretty straightforward, um, and these are something we think we can help offload the doctors and increase the frequency of those changes so you get to control and get to target faster. Obviously, that has to be coupled with education and, and other things in order to be effective, though. And is there, and you mentioned just briefly, but I want to understand, like, ideas about getting my long-acting insulin to be more effective, is mm -hmm. that something you're working on as well? Yes, that's something in our roadmap that we're, we're very interested in getting to as soon as possible. So it could look like uh, your doctor starts you on the product, you're on a Dexcom or a CGM, and so it's, it's looking at your overnight control, and if your glucose is rising steadily, you need more long-acting insulin. Uh, if it's dropping, if your glucose isn't stable, so it should back down your long-acting insulin. So the user could see a notification that says... Um, Maybe it's approved by your doctor. Maybe maybe the algorithm can do it. Um, these are things we'll have to work out with uh, you know between our clinical partners and the FDA. Right. But you get a notification. It says we recommend this change. Maybe instead of 18 units of Lantus, you should be taking 17 now. Um, and the user would be able to approve that, and it updates your setting. And now your next time your reminder goes off to say time to take your Lantus, it'll say take 17 units rather than 18. <laughs> so very simple. All the user has to do is approve or say, no, that I don't agree with that change. Let's talk to my doctor. And the rest just happens. It's those little things that we don't really consider as much. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen it with my daughter and I'm with other people as well. Like, you know, you just inject your slow acting insulin when it's, you know, it, when it's comfortable for you during the day. And mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for 24 hours the way it's supposed to, but we just make that assumption that it does. And we move on and then you see problems um, that, that come down the line and you don't, you never go back to that. You never say, well, maybe it's my slow acting because, because in the doctor's office, someone said, Hey, this is how much slow acting insulin you used, you know, put it in the morning or put it in before you go to bed, whatever they told you. And in your mind, that's a set it and forget it idea. It, mm -hmm. that, that must work. I've been told to do it like this. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's, inc it's incredibly valuable to have this technology looking at those ideas and saying to me, look, don't overlook the fact that maybe this needs to be considered too. Um, mm -hmm. you know, without you having to run around all day thinking about a million things in your head. Exactly. It's the system working on your behalf, helping make recommendations. Obviously the user has to play a role in that. You don't want to completely remove, uh, you know, the human element of that, whether it's your doctor, whether it's, um, you, a parent or, or the, uh, the person with diabetes themselves. So you have to have the right experience that leverages the, the benefits of each one of those technologies and the person themselves. Yeah. No, oh, that's excellent. And, and are you guys, 
I, you, know, you and I are speaking. I'm sorry. I, I asked like I didn't know, but I know. So we're talking on the 10th of July right now. And this is going to go up pretty much right away. And Impen's going to be at Children with Diabetes this week. When are you guys getting there? Yeah, so that, that's one of our favorite conferences of the year. Just so much uh, excitement and engagement and great opportunity to make everybody aware. So we will, we're, we're having a booth. Please come by to the booth. Say hi. Um, check out the product. We'll have demos there. Um, you can fill out uh, the Get InPen form right there and, uh, and also let us know what you like about the product or what you want to see. Um, we love hearing from everybody and um, just uh, excited to hear what people say. Mike, do we have colors? It's a pretty superficial question, but can I choose different colors of the pen? Well, funny, it's not a superficial question because uh, there's, a, there's a concern of mixing up your long-acting and your bolus insulin. Oh, okay. So one of the things we did there was we provided the pen in three different colors. Um, so there's uh, six different models. So we have Novo pen and we have a um, Humalog pen. And we have to do that because the cartridges are different. And right. so the, the pen has to make sure it's dispensing the right insulin amount for each of those devices. So you're going to pick your insulin type. And then you get pink, gray, or blue. And what we recommend is if you if your long acting pen, if you're using a long acting pen, is gray, you know, pick blue or pink, and vice versa to make sure you don't mix those up. Right, that's great. Okay, so listen, I don't know if you're going to be comfortable with this. I haven't told you I was going to say this, but I'm going to. So we'll see where it goes from here. Other companies make pens, right? Why? Uh-huh. Why do I? Are you comfortable saying why do I want yours and not theirs? Um, well, right now we're the only smart choice that's out there. Um, so eventually there will be alternatives. Um, we expect to see some competition in the next say two years, um, on the market. So whatever solution works for you, we, we want the best for users. So of course the decision that you need to make for yourself. Um, but I think when you really take a look at the solution, what you'll see is it's, it's very user centered design. So we're trying to, to reduce the work that you have to do day to day and get better outcomes. Um, we've put the data together in an intuitive way such that you can see cause and effect of insulin, carbohydrates, and other factors on your glucose so you can learn from that data. Um, the reports, doctors are giving us great feedback on uh, really the features in there, understanding if doses are missed, if you're using the calculator, the split between your basal and bolus insulin, along with um, the daily charts of seeing all the those effects and you can have real powerful conversations and then adjust therapy together. So um, when you look at the total package, we think you'll see that this is a really great solution and brings a lot of the benefits that pump users have had, but um, really have been unavailable. So Mike, that was very professional. You didn't go all WWE on us there and uh, (laughs) (laughs) start telling me why that's uh, I, Good for you. Uh, so no, but seriously, there's there's other pens on the market. So in and they're from companies that people have heard of before, and and it's important for them to understand that they're not all equal, and that there may be, and not just maybe, but there absolutely is benefits that far outreach. You just have to try to understand them, and I think that's the last kind of thing I wanted to ask you about. So trying to understand what I have my pen. Now I've decided, Hey, Mike made a lot of sense on the podcast. I'm getting an in pen. I have it in my house. Is there a learning curve? If there is, how steep is it? I mean, how soon before I feel comfortable with it? Um, I think I, I mean, I think from looking at it, it doesn't seem like it's much to me, but what are you seeing from people who are using it? Um, most people are able to pick it up and use it. And it's just very intuitive. Um, our human factor study, um, pumps require two hours of training typically as a start, a lot of settings, a lot of configuration that's required for setup. 
Um, ours, uh, our prescription form that the doctor fills out for all your personal settings for your dose calculator, your insulin type, et cetera, it looks like the screen you enter it. So we validated that there's zero training required um, and the users are able to set up the product and get going on their own. Um, and we've shown that from very young ages all the way up to, um, you know, into the Medicare population. Hmm. And so we've, we've seen great response. Um, and if you do have some challenges, please give us a call. We have a great support department that can help you through any of those issues. But it's just as easy as going into a screen and, and putting my information in and then it starts helping me make those decisions. Um, and then it, when, how long do you think it takes to, cause this is something that you, you hear people say a lot when they start a pump, like my doctor set me up with this insulin to carb ratio or this, but I guess if you're MDI already, you're not going to a new, you're not going to a new way of managing. See, I just answered my own question there, Mike. So when you go from MDI to a pump, it's not apples to apples always about your, your insulin to carb ratio and other things like that. But from just injecting to injecting, nothing like that should change. So I shouldn't see a big, I shouldn't have a, a spot where I have to make more adjustments afterwards, should I? Well, it, like you said, just like a pump, you have an insulin to carb ratio and insulin sensitivity factor. These are your personalized settings, your dose calculator. Um, if there's a process of dialing those in, um, that would be the same as starting on a pump. So if, if you know those and those are correct and you've been using a dose calculator, um, maybe it's not a, a smart pen connected one, well, then you just transfer those settings in and begin using it. Um, if you don't know how to count carbs, um, that's not a skill that you're comfortable with yet, and maybe you're on meal estimation or other ways of approaching um, sizing your doses, um, those are things where you can still do that, um, but you get the benefit of subtracting your insulin on board. Um, and you can see what that number is and just subtract that from the dose you would have taken. Um, or you can begin kind of learning the skill of using a dose calculator. So it de depends on where the user is starting from. Um, and the biggest hurdle would be if you're not familiar with carb counting and dose calculators. Mm -hmm. But that's an optional feature. You get the benefits of automatic insulin tracking, the reporting, the Dexcom integration, the connected meter integration, the, the missed dose reminders, your temp all those other things, right. you don't have to have the skill of carb counting and get all those benefits. And Mike, if I don't have a Dexcom, I don't lose. Having a Dexcom it helps me integrate that information in your app. But if I don't have it, I'm not losing any of the other features. Yes, exactly. And, and obviously, we're talking to the other uh, CGM makers as well to integrate that data because it is so valuable if you have that stream of data to integrate that into the product and see the full picture. Mm -hmm. But we work with the Vario connected meter um, the OneDrop, the uh, Agamatrix meter, uh, the Essentia meter will be writing to health soon. Um, and it's kind of a magical experience um, as a side note here. When, when the user has their phone off, they, they're on their Vario meter, they take a finger stick, and then they unlock their phone, open our dose calculator without opening a second app. They go into the dose calculator and their BG is already there from your finger stick. It's a bit magical. Yeah. You don't even have to enter that. It's, it's wonderful that we could remove that step. Well, what I'm seeing here is there's leaps for two people who are, if you're using MDI right now and you're, you're counting your carbs and you're making decisions based on that, or if you're not, if you're, you're put on more of, a, I don't even know what they call you've used the phrase a couple of times, but it's so like, it seems so foreign to me, the idea of just taking mm -hmm. some insulin and, and letting it roll through the day. But both of these people, these people in these two segments have a real opportunity to make a leap forward in their understanding and their management if they can have this information um, at their fingertips. So I, I don't, I don't see how, I mean, if I'm injecting, I don't see how this isn't worth it to me to try. So I, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about all this. Thank you very much. 
you got to remember when I when I started at Dexcom, it was a startup. I really love that early phase where we really get to transform and define, and we're new, a new category, and it, this is a very exciting time in a product's life. I think you're the exact right mindset because. Um, there are just a lot of people who couldn't leave something that is that stable and successful to try something new. So I, um, I'm, I'm making a leap here. It's not something you've said to me, but I, I really believe you must believe in this if you've done this. So, but you know, I appreciate you continuing to take, take your stabs at, uh, at making people's life with diabetes easier. And, and thank you very much for coming on and sharing this all with me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like, have a good day. The InPen is bringing the technology found in insulin pumping to multiple daily injection users. If you're injecting insulin and you don't have InPen, you are missing out on a lot of information that can help you make better, quicker, and easier decisions about your type 1 diabetes. The InPen app is absolutely free, and once you've downloaded it and you've decided that you want to move forward, like Mike said earlier, it is a super simple process to get your insurance coverage figured out and get the InPen in your hands. All the links you need are at juiceboxpodcast.com or in your show notes. You can even just go to companionmedical.com and find out more. Hey guys, if you found this episode through the Children with Diabetes conference, if you were down there and you saw Impen and they told you, hey, if you want to hear more, go back and listen to episode 174 of the Juicebox podcast. If that's how you got here, welcome. You may not realize it, but you're listening to the best user-reviewed type 1 diabetes podcast online. Please consider taking a moment to subscribe in your podcast app and listen to other episodes. There are many, many to choose from. I would probably start at episode 11. It's called Bold with Insulin. From there, you're going to meet people who are living with type 1 diabetes as adults, as children, and as caregivers. You're going to hear their stories. You're going to hear their management techniques. You're going to be uplifted. So if you're interested in hearing real day-to-day management techniques that have my daughter's A1C between 5.6 and 6.2 for over four years. And as the kids say, spoiler alert, she eats everything. No food is restricted. We talk about how to use insulin on this podcast. At its core, that's what this podcast is about. Stick around, subscribe, listen to new episodes as they come. They come every week or go back in the catalog. There are 174 other episodes that you haven't heard. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you try and enjoy the in pen, and I hope you come back next week for the next episode of the Juicebox Podcast.